Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness, rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Now, I have given up everything else which I knew to be the only way to really know Christ. I haven't learned all I should, but I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me for and wants me to be. 2019, knowing him more, knowing me. Welcome to Yakal House. And now, our senior pastor, Reverend Gilbert Osei. Amen. So, we are all reading together. Philemon, one, Philemon has only one chapter. So, Philemon, one, four. Can we go together? Ready, go. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Hearing of thy love and faith, which thou had towards the Lord Jesus, and towards all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Every good thing that is in you that is in Christ Jesus. So, Paul says that when he heard of their faith, he thanked God for it. He thanked God for their faith. Then he continued to say that the communication of their faith, I've explained before, that the word communication means fellowship. That the fellowship of their faith will become effective, which is effectual, by their ability to acknowledge. We said the word acknowledge is the Greek word epignosis. Epignosis. Epignosis simply means precise, accurate knowledge. It's one of the things that have happened to this church that we seek for precise, accurate knowledge. Should I say prescribed? According to the Bible. So, we don't just do things. We do things because the Bible says we should do them. And then anything we do, we make sure what we are doing does not contradict what the Bible says. To make sure that everything you are doing is what the Bible says. I'll be teaching about the New Testament way of praising and worshipping God. Because there are some things we do is not in the Bible. Precise and accurate knowledge. You can't find clapping. Clapping. In the Bible for praise. Clapping is never in the Bible for praising God. All through the Old Testament, clapping was used for hooting. Oh, I will surprise you. The second one is that all through the New Testament, you can't find the word clap. 
That's a serious matter, right? That the word club cannot be located in the New Testament. And then the one in the old is used for hooting people. So which one have you been using to praise God? It's a popular one. Clap your hands, all ye gates. Have you heard that one before? Okay, let's go there. Knowledge is so, so important. To the extent that people even use clapping for warfare. Psalm 47 verse 1. Psalm 47. See, precise knowledge. The problem with Christianity is that we do things, we don't know why we do it. We saw somebody do it. Sometimes you even go to somebody's church. Even when I went to this church, they were doing this. So let's also do it. It's one of the biggest problems with Christianity. Are you there? Psalm 47. Verse 1. Okay. Can we go together? Are you ready with me? Okay, let's go. Verse 1, he says what? Oh, clap your hands. Comma. Oh, ye people, shout unto God with a voice of what? Okay. Verse 2 says what? For the Lord Most High is terrible. He... He is a great king over all the earth. Verse 3. He shall subdue who? He shall subdue who? The people and I. So the people in the first. Are they the same people? The people that must clap are the same people who he is going to subdue. Oh, clap your hands. Oh, ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. How can you describe God like that? It can never be God. He is a great king over all the earth. Verse 3. He shall subdue the people. So all ye people that should clap. He's saying he shall subdue them under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose over our inheritance for us. So, are we the us or the people? In the context, are you the us or the people? So, the people can never be the people of God. Continue. He says, he shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob upon whom he loved. Selah. Five. God is gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of triumph. Sing praise to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king sing praises what we do to god is we sing we don't clap clap is a form of hooting so the people that were clapping to our god were going to be subdued by our god clapping is not a christian way of praising god clap for jesus if you come Traditionally, culturalized clapping is to celebrate a performance. So, if somebody sings in church and you are clapping, what are you doing? You are celebrating a performance. But we don't come to church to perform. When somebody does something and you are blessed, we give glory to God. That is why it is wrong for me or anybody to prophesy for you to clap. 
The moment you are clapping for it, then it's no more bringing glory to God. We are what? Clapping for a nice performance. So, your name is mentioned. Are you a Jew? Yes, I'm a Jew. Clap! Jesus, show boy. No, 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 no. There was no, can you imagine all over the Bible when Jesus healed the sick, cripples walk, blind, nobody clapped for him. Because it was not a performance. He was moved out of compassion to heal people. When people saw the glory of the Lord, one thing you can see in the Bible is that they lifted up their hands. So we lift our hands to praise God. Not lift to clap it. Never, I'm saying it again, never was clapping a weapon. In fact, next week, next week Thursday, I'm starting a new series called The Devil You Didn't Know. You'll be surprised. In fact, it's a teaching if you miss, you have missed a great deal. A lot of you, the devil you know is not in the Bible. The devil that has been painted to you, that you have been clapping your hands against, it doesn't exist in the Bible. None of the things you do to the devil is in the Bible. Let me give you one for free. Number one, you will never find any scripture in the Bible that says fight the devil. Nowhere. Not even in the Old Testament. So if you are fighting the devil, you are wasting your time. It's a very interesting series you need to listen to. So when you see people using the name of Jesus... I like this one. My favorite is the blood of Jesus. We never use the blood of Jesus to destroy anybody. You can't find it in the Bible. The blood of Jesus is never for distraction. The blood of Jesus, I'm sorry to disappoint you, is never for warfare. Never. Nowhere. You can't find it. In the early church, when Paul and the people were praying, we are releasing the blood of Jesus. We are throwing it like fire. Throw, throw, throw. Blood of Jesus. There's nowhere in the Bible, even Jesus, that the blood belongs to him. He never used it to do anything to anybody. How much more people use the blood of Jesus to kill people? The blood of Jesus doesn't do anything evil. Hello? Are you still here? The blood of Jesus has one job. Cleansing of our sins. Redeeming us. is finished. If you are a good Bible student, you understand that everything that happened in the Old Testament was a shadow of what was to come. So, the... I was going to say replica. The, the symbol of the blood of Jesus in the Old Testament was bulls and the blood of goats. Sheep, when they took it to the priest, did the priest use the blood against anybody? No way! In Egypt, when the blood was used at the doorpost, was the blood killing anybody? No! It was used as a symbol of redemption. To redeem. It redeemed the people of Israel that lived in Goshen from the spirit of death that was coming. Not it killing anybody. So you can't use the blood of Jesus for what the blood 
is not used for. So if you are using the blood of Jesus to kill anybody, you are involved in witchcraft of of fetism. Because what the blood is not used for, why are you using it for? So how, what happened when people took the lamp to the priest? It was not for warfare. It was that their sins shall be covered. Hebrews chapter 10, I think verse 10 and 12. 10 to 12. Let's look at it together. A lot of people like warfare. I don't know where they found it from. We'll be talking about it next week. Trust me. My new series, The Devil I Didn't Know. You understand what is spiritual warfare? Do we kill the devil? Do we fight the devil? What do we do to the devil? In fact, is there anything to do to the devil? Are you there? I'll read together Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10. It says what? By the which will we are sanctified through what? The offering of the blood of Jesus once and what? We are, we are what? Sanctified through the offering of the blood of Jesus. Verse 11. And every priest standing daily ministering offerings often times. The same offering which can never do what? Take away what? Sin. So the, the, the priest of old, what they offered animal blood for? Was to take away what? Sins. What they offered. Hebrews chapter 10. We are reading verse 12. Ready? Can we go together? One, two, go. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, forever sat down on the right hand of God. Can we read it again? Listen very carefully. Ready? Go. But this man, after he had offered once sacrifice for sin, forever sat down on the right hand. So, how many times was the blood of Jesus applied? Once. So, if you are using the blood of Jesus, now you are wasting your energy. The blood was offered once and for all. So it was not offered once for some people. He says once and what? For all. Number two. Jesus is the only person who has a right to use the blood. Jesus is the only person with the right to use the blood. Why are you saying that? Number one, he is our high priest. Jesus is the high priest. He is our high priest. Seeing that we have a high priest who has gone into the heavens. We hold fast to our confession. That's what the Bible says. Jesus is a high priest. So, because he's the high priest, ladies and gentlemen, all through the Old Testament, it was only the high priest who had the right to use the blood of booze. You bring it, but you can't use it. So when you buy your sheep,
you ride your sheep, you take it to the high priest that this is symbolizing the forgiveness of my sin. The high priest then takes the sheep, takes it to the holy of holies, he slaughters it, he sprinkles it. This man Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, sat at the right hand of the Father. Jesus did it once. He's not going to die twice. He was slaughtered once. The blood was applied once. So if you are sitting in Ghana, and you are applying the blood, you are just wasting your time. The sad thing is that you don't have a right to use the blood. The second sad thing is that the blood is not used for what you are using it for. Some even drink it. I drink the blood of Jesus. <laughs> it's just concept. Where in the Bible did you see anybody drinking the blood of Jesus? I apply the blood of Jesus on my car. Hey? Are you here? One of the things you come and hear in your house is that old rituals will be broken down. So sometimes your mind will be doing shiri. What is this guy saying? Because you have been used to throwing bomb. Another thing is that the name of Jesus is never used for distraction. The word name in the Greek, Hebrew, it means character. So if the character of Jesus is to destroy, you can use it to destroy. Jesus' name is not for distraction. John chapter 3, verse 18. John chapter 3. Are you there? We are going through scriptures so that you see. You only know John 3, 16. But there's John chapter 3, verse 18. Are you there? I'm waiting for you. Are you there? John 3, 18. If you are there, let me know by hand. Are you there? Okay, shall we go? John 3, 18. Ready, go. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he had not believed in the name of the Holy Son of God. 19. Hallelujah. Let's do 17. For God sent not his Son into the world to do what? To do what? He did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but what? But the world through him might be what? Might be what? Let's turn to Luke 9.56. Jesus even didn't come to condemn. How much more to destroy? Jesus did not come to this world to even condemn it. How much more destroy it? If I can't condemn you, how can I destroy you? He said, for God did not send his son into this world to do what? Condemn it. Luke 9, 53. Are you there? Luke chapter 9, verse 50. Hold on. Let's start from 53. Are you with me? Luke chapter 9, verse 53. Can we go together? And they did not receive him. Because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. 54. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, would thou 
that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them. Even as Elijah did. 55, can we read together? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye not know what manner of spirit ye are of. 56, for the son of man is not come to destroy man's life, but to do what? Save it. The son of man has not come to destroy man's life. So you can use the name of Jesus to destroy another man. It's impossible. It's impossible. If you use the name of Jesus and something happens to anybody, know that you called another spirit. Because God cannot. It's not God will not. He cannot do evil. It's not that he doesn't have the capacity. He doesn't have the ability to do evil. It is not in God's nature. If God is able to destroy, he destroys his purpose of coming. You came to save people. Then you are destroying people. And yet you said you came to save all men. That is why when he was arrested and Peter took a sword and cut off the ear of one of the people, Jesus put it back. Don't destroy my record. Don't destroy my record. So, this is a typical example of a Ghanaian Christian who somebody is opposing in your office. Somebody is opposing you somewhere. They were opposing Jesus. So, his disciple says, let us call down fire. Because that's what people think. The moment you find an opposition, Holy Ghost fire, burn them. So, one of the things that Jesus came to do is to correct the wrong perception, ideas that were created in the Old Testament. So, the word same question. Moses said, when somebody is caught in adultery, we should stone him to death. What do you say? So, he's telling them how God sees things. Then the Bible says, Jesus wrote on the floor and asked, who have not sinned? Let him that have not sinned cast the first stone. And when nobody, because there is no human being without a sin, they asked him a question about adultery, but he is comparing adultery with every kind of sin. Because in the eyes of God, every sin is a sin. So he didn't say, if you have not committed adultery before, cast the first stone. He says, if you have no sin. He didn't say, if you have little sin, or if you don't have much sin. If you have no sin, you have the right to cast a stone. And when nobody could cast a stone, he said, my daughter, where are your accusers? Is there nobody who accuses you? He says, so do I not also what? Accuse you. God does not even accuse. If God does not accuse, how will God destroy he, he doesn't condemn. He doesn't accuse. He says the devil is the accuser of what? The brethren. Number three, God is not a fault finder. God does not find fault with anybody. He is not a fault finder. James says it. If anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask the Lord who gives freely 
and upbraided not. Doesn't find fault. God doesn't find fault with anybody. He doesn't impute sin. What it means is that God does not keep record of sin. So imagine, I have to, I want to kill this woman because she has offended me. One, the God I'm going to use, he doesn't keep record of people's sin. So how would he help me to kill somebody who offended me? One, he does not find fault. So what you are saying about her, God has not seen it. He doesn't find fault. He doesn't impute sin. Unfortunately for you, he doesn't condemn. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Now there is no more condemnation for them that are in Christ. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So if God does not condemn, God does not find fault, God does not impute sin, how, on what grounds would he use his name to destroy you? And he came to save you from your sins. So what you have done, that somebody wants to destroy you with what you have done, he came to save you from that thing. So at what point would he, God, destroy you? So you know what? We are using African religion into Christianity. So you know what? We go to Malam's fetish priest, Nanami Baho. There's this woman I stay with. She's been very bad to me. We all do the same business. I even introduce her. Nana, now she, her business is doing better than mine. So I want you to deal with her. Then they will give you a substance. Until. <laughs> you know, I was going to say Auntie Fosty. <laughs> okay, she's my mother. Let me use her. Auntie Fosty, you have come well. Don't worry, I'll give you this substance. When you go, blow it. <sighs> Just blow it three times. Everything will be alright. Then you take it and you are happy. Then, Amamre, you have to do something. So you sow in coat a seed. And then you tell him that when you see results, you will come back and do what? Thank him. This is traditional African Asantiano religion. Then we bring it to church. When somebody offends you in your office, sometimes you are not even telling the truth to the prophet what you also did to contribute to the problem. But you go and say your side very nicely. The prophet says, Kai! Don't worry, I've seen all. Just bring three bottles of oil. You take one home. Very early at dawn, you wake up. Go naked. Break the bottle. Pour all on your head. When you go home, go and pour some. Unbelievable. And all these things we do, you will never find it in the Bible. Nobody went to Jesus with another neighbor that Jesus do this to my neighbor. Nobody went to Paul, James, Peter, Andrew. None of the disciples, not even Judas, that destroyed somebody for me. So where from it? It is sad. What we are, we don't know. What we are not is what we know. 
I'm giving you the punchline again. I said it is sad that what we are, we don't know. What we are not, we know more. We know a lot of spirits. Brukutus and what? Incubus and Sikobus. Spiritual husband, spiritual wife. We know the spirit of Labiata. Abiata. All this stupidity that people know very well, yet they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know who they are in Christ. They know spirits that you can't even find in the Bible. Somebody said something very profound. That if you want to get a black man, you either use superstition or poverty. I said explain. He says to the black man, everything, there is a reason it happened. So if you tell a black man, do you know why you are suffering? The color of your skin. When you are dark, it's a spirit. When you are fair, it's mommy water. If you are dark, it's a sabozam. Why you two misses as a Unbelievable. So you go to a prophet. Say, prophet, you need to help me. What is it? Prophet, can you imagine? I'm 25 years and I have no boyfriend. By the way, 25, where do I? 25. So you think there is a spiritual reason why at 25 you don't get boy? Say, hey! They have to now look for a reason. Mm. First thing they will ask, is your mother still married to your father? <laughs> if unfortunately for you, you say no. Ah! It's in your family. Your father is a disappointer. So that spirit of disappointment, is not from him, it's from your grandfather. Your grandfather disappointed a certain woman. And that woman cursed your grandfather. And because of that, there's the spirit of disappointment. Chai. They say, ah, ah, prof, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Chai. They will find every reason. You are not getting a job. You have applied to so many companies. I know. Soon, soon, they have done something to your face. Have you seen that when you went to the interview, one of the women were not laughing. You can find out from any panel that interviews people. One decides. I've sat in several interviews. I've interviewed several people. Sometimes we decide as a team. One will be nice, one will be stiff face. We decide. It's part of the psychology in interviewing. So it is not a spirit. I heard a funny story that a young lady went to a church that the pastor gives mantle. Then when you are going to interview, you just rub the mantle on your face. Unfortunately for her, when she entered, one of the interviewers also goes to that church. She also has a mantle. <laughs> so while the lady was doing this, she remembered, ah, 
maybe this lady has been to my prophet. So he's going to charm me. So she also robbed. When the lady robbed, then she robs. So rob versus rob. She left the room without a job. Because it didn't work. Africans believe in superstition. They want to find a reason. Even if the person was living a stupid life and got cancer and got a certain disease. Some people have a friend. He has to always eat the fat part of Domido. You know Domido? Brad Charles. Oh. He just loves the fatty. He eats it and then drinks three bottles of Fanta. On every night. 365 days. So if he gets diabetes, it can't be a spirit. If it's a spirit, it's a spirit of Fanta and Domido. It's as simple as that. Your lifestyle brings you problem and then you put it on a spirit and you will find somebody to use superstition. I like this one too. Whereby you need to sow a seed to deal with a certain spirit in your father's house. They tell you, oh, prof, have sown seeds. But still, he said, you know your problem? Seed can deal with the thing temporarily. But sacrifice, oh gosh, uproots the problem. You have not moved from seed to sacrifice. Ah, oh, you are confused. Let me tell you. You see, that which is fighting you has some altars. Some altars have been risen. And those altars that have been risen, they are fighting you. So to be able to fight those altars, you must also raise an altar. And put on that your altar, your Isaac. Are you in the spirit? Thank you. (laughs) So when altar meets altar, So when some altar meets a higher altar, are you hearing me? Your altar. Are you a bosom? You are raising altar, child of God, raising altar. Some have even graduated. They have some of the altar. They have their personal altar in their house. This is witchcraft. This is fetism. It's never Christianity. Nobody in us of apostles built any altar. There is only one altar that is lifted. That is the name of Jesus. The Bible says for there is one mediator between God and man. And that is the man Jesus. The sacrifice of Jesus made you have a right standing with God. Because of what Jesus did, there is no point God will be angry with you. No point. There is no point. But because we don't understand anything anybody tells us, we believe it. And we have been doing things and nothing is changing. Because if you are going to be realistic, if it is about the highest bidder, then you are in trouble. Because if you are dealing with a demonic person who is sacrificing, and you too are using money, the person too is using human being. 
when would you be victorious? You, your highest sacrifice is money. Some of you, your highest, your highest sacrifice on your altar is your salary. How much is your salary? The person to who you claim is a spiritualist, then they can kill anybody. So how much? You see, when the believer is ignorant, the believer falls on things that are not biblical. That's why I keep telling people, the number one need of a Christian is knowledge. The number one need. If there is anything you need, if there is anything you should be praying for every day, is for knowledge. Knowledge into God's word. So you know who you are. Because you don't know who you are. You don't, you see, it's sad. Christians even don't know what Christ did. I said next week I will show you what Christ did. You will be surprised that that so-called devil you have been wasting the people are doing all night over the devil. It's not in the Bible. Doing all night over Satan? Are you serious? There are some of the things you say, you, I said you won't find it in the Bible. Though, that the disciples met. And they are saying, brethren, the devil is at on the rise. Shall we join hands? Everybody lift up your hand. Say Jesus, 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 Jesus. Any witch, any witch. In our mother's house, in our father's house. Tonight, we bind you, bind you, bind Then they are clapping, bind you, bind you. And our bind is chichiri. You know that? That in, outside the Bible, binding is chichiri. Tying. So you remember that song? Chichiri no, hey! Chichiri no, mommy, hey! Chichiri no, hey! Chichiri no, mommy, hey! On chichiri no, boy! Chichiri no, say time, but that day, mommy, hey! You didn't get anywhere to tie the devil. Daddy, no, too quiet. What did she say to me? Daddy, you see what ignorance does to us? The people are just, Chichi, no, Chichi, say, damn, but that Yeah, Chichi, no. Bunch of jokers. You know, I'm sure. Anytime the devil visits a church and see people doing that, he'll be laughing to see them. Chichri? Where did you see it? That Satan was tied onto a tree? Not even in the Old Testament. That Satan was tied? Where? Are you serious? Tying the devil? With what? Holy Ghost rope. Holy Ghost has a rope. How does it look like? Holy Ghost machine gun. Me force through two. Me the two abobashim. I load it. 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 Now fire, fire, pay. Really? Are you okay? Oh, I like that one. Remember Osru Hama. Osru Kotokuru. 
heaven hammer. Heaven. You see, unfortunately, religion has made a lot of people lose their mind. That hammer you are talking about, heaven hammer, have you seen some before? Have you seen it written anywhere in the Bible? So where did you get it from? We don't do invention in the Bible. We don't do invention. What is not in the Bible, you can't put it inside. Whatever you see in the Bible is what you do. So if you have never seen Holy Ghost gun, don't look for one. It doesn't exist. It only exists in your mind. And when you say it's working, it's working in your mind, not in reality. Because nowhere, even Jesus, the number one son of God, before we all became, never used a gun. No, seriously. Did you ever see Jesus using a gun? Having gun? Having rope? Having sword? Having machete? Thing. You know, sometimes I tell people, you see, the sad thing is that anything you come to church, the pastor says, you just shout Amen. And one of the things is that, honestly, your ears are looking to hear something. So when you come to church, because of how you have imagined, you want him to go there. So when the pastor says, I say, hey, go there! So even if he's saying that thing, it is not in the Bible. Because it suits your emotion, you think it's God. Find out from the Bible. Paul, a whole Paul, Apostle Paul, went to preach in a city. When he preached, the people said, take your time, we'll go and verify what you are saying. They went to buy some days, they came back, they said, oh, what you said is true. Now we want to believe. But we have Christians today, anything you hear, you are shouting amen to it. Anything you hear. Anything you hear. So, when they tell you, you can bind the devil. With a rope, you make your hand ready. Open your hands already. Everybody. Tie him. Tie him. Tie. 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 Think about something. Think about something. Let's say this ignorant idea that you can kill the devil. Every day they are killing. Why is that they have been killing? But he's, if you have killed somebody, leave the person. Why do you go back to fire again? If that means even you are killing, you don't even believe he is dead. Because last week we killed him. So we shouldn't meet this week to kill him again. Or he has resurrection power. <laughs> so Satan has resurrection power. Then we are dead. When you kill him, he rise up. You remember Robocop? How many of you have watched Robocop before? They will shoot you think he's dead. But they... I used to like Terminator too. It doesn't matter how. They can cut off the head. You hear. Mm, they to go and stick back. So Satan. The Terminator. Christianity jokes. And people are spending their time. Hours. Somebody will tell you. I went for a prayer meeting. Today we prayed. Oh. The question. What did they pray about? They spent the whole time, three hours, entering their mother's house. Have you ever, do you have a Bible? 
The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Yesterday somebody told me, he said he's going to a funeral and he's going to show that he's an ashanti. He said he knows that because my father is a king, when the time comes out, I said, listen to me. I stopped being an ashanti when I gave my life to Jesus. I am now a heavenier. I don't pride with my earthly, you don't get it. When you become a believer and you are still traditional, something is wrong with you. Because this is a family. This, the Bible says you are a holy nation. You are a nation. You now belong to a different tribe. So when they go to your father's house, mother's house, they can't find your name in their so-called spiritual book because you know more, your name is not written there. When you get born again, your name is written in the book of life. So if there is a place to find your name, it's in the Lamb's book of life. That is where you belong. Not any shrine. Superstition has even made fetish, malam, sakawa people know that church people are foolish people. So you'll be there or not, they'll call you. Mr. Santi. Am I talking to Mr. Santi? Yes, who is this? Okay, I'm Malam Isa. Somebody brought your name. That should kill you. But something told me you're a Christian. Wow. Something told you I'm a Christian? Yes. So I decided I won't do it. Just send me 1,500. And wonderful Christians will be shaking. And they will go and send that money. They know. I remember what King told me. He said, when somebody called their mother like that, he took the phone and said, Oh, brah, God bless you for killing my mother. My mother, is, she's been wanting to die. So please, do you say, Ah, brah, we are stupid, power. You want to give my mother for me, please. Even my mother, she's been wanting to die. So if by the grace of God, somebody has brought her, kill her. The guy was shocked. Because that's not the response he's waiting for. I know people, the next thing they will call their pastor. Ah! Prof! I told you. I told you. Where's your Christianity? Some of you are a Christian by clothes. You don't understand what you are. What Christ has made you. Everything that you are is written in the Bible. That is why when you find knowledge, you find liberty. So, you see, it's very sad that ignorance has started churches. Ignorance has built congregations. They are gathering, using the name of Jesus for what the name of Jesus is not. So the question is, whose name are they using? Stephen, read for me. Acts 19, verse 2. Acts chapter 19, reading verse 2. Acts 19, verse 2. 
And he said unto them, And he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Have Ghost? Have you received you the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said unto him, Then they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether we have not what so Ghost. much of what heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Very unfortunate and sad. So people are Christians, they have been going to church, but they have not heard so much of the Holy Ghost. So what have they been hearing so much? Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? They said no. Why haven't you? They said they have not even heard so much. Because when you go to churches now, they don't tell you who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ. They are telling you who is doing you. So it's more of negativity that nobody is concentrating on what you possess. Then what did he say? And he said unto them. Then he said unto them. Unto what then were ye baptized? Unto what then were ye baptized? Were you baptized? And they said unto him, unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, then said Paul John unto them, verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. He said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. With the baptism of repentance. Saying unto the people, and he said even unto the people that they should believe on him that is coming come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this. When they heard this. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them. Uh-huh. The Holy Ghost came upon on them. Ah. And they speak with tongues. Jesus. And prophesied. Jesus. Jesus. The kind of things the believer possesses. But the reason why the believer is not walking in what he is. Is that you don't know. What then were you baptized? So the question is, what then have you been going to church for? You were a child of God and you feared the devil? What have you been hearing in your church? It's because churches are standing to Gimpa. And they are teaching 14 signs to be a billionaire. Concentrating on what Christ has not called us to concentrate on. So what we must know, we don't know. What church is for? Christians don't know that every Christian must prophesy. That's why you jump from one prophet to another. You are lost. Because the prophetic ministry, the healing ministry, the miracle ministry is the life of every believer. Every believer must walk in prophecy, walk in miracles, walk in healing. Mark 16, 15. Mark chapter 16 verse 15 And he said unto them And he said unto them Go ye into all go the world, ye into all the world and, preach the gospel and preach the creator. gospel The problem is that we are not preaching the gospel He says go ye The commandment, the great commission Is to preach the gospel The gospel is simple The death, burial, resurrection of Christ Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 1 Let's look at the gospel, then we come back. He says, go ye and preach the gospel. So what we preach, what you must hear in the house of God is nothing but the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 1. Uh-huh. Moreover, brethren, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you I the declare gospel, unto which, you I the gospel unto you. which I preached unto you. So he preached the gospel unto them. 
which also ye which have also ye received and wherein ye stand wherein ye do what stand so the believer stands in the gospel so the gospel is preached to you you receive the gospel you stand in the gospel don't forget next week i'll go there while we stand in the gospel because in your so-called creative spiritual warfare the key word is stand the key word in defeating the devil is stand. And what do you stand in? He says, I've been done all this. Stand. I will explain to you. He says, the gospel you receive, the gospel that you stand. Continue. By which also ye by are which saved. By which also ye are saved. Meaning you can't be saved by anything but that gospel. That is why it is sad for religious minds to understand this. If they preach hell to you, you can't be saved when hell is preached to you. If you watch a movie to be saved, you are not saved. You watch a movie, they were throwing people to hell. So when you saw how they were burning in the fire, it's all to Jesus. I surrender. You can't be saved by a video. He says, God, use the foolishness of preaching. Foolishness of preaching is what saves. The foolishness of preaching. Preaching is proclaiming. Not acting. In those days, were there no actors? Did acting start in 21st century? Choreography started now. Acting has been there since the days of Mongo Park. Yet there were no actors in the disciples. They were not acting the gospel. They preached the gospel. So different people with different profession. But the commandment was one. There were carpenters. There were fishermen. There were doctors. There were lawyers. He didn't say, use your tools, your ability, your gift to preach them. No, 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 no. All of them stood. And he says, go ye into the world. Irrespective of your profession. Preach the good news. To all men. Not that some men need choreography. Some men need acting. There is nothing like that. It's the gospel that was preached that they are saved. I'm telling you again. The gospel is not hell. The gospel is not rapture. There's a temptation on my mouth. There's nothing like some people will be left and others will remain. There's nothing like that. One day, I was, there's nothing like some will be carried away and some will be left here. It's in your head. One day we'll talk about it. I'm telling you, if you watch a rapture movie, I'm sorry. As I'm preaching, be ye born again. Give me scripture. Verse 2. By which also ye are saved. By which? By the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, ye are saved. If ye keep in memory what If you keep in you. memory what we preached unto you. Unless ye have believed in vain. Except you have believed the gospel in vain. For I delivered For I delivered of first of all that which I also received. That which I also received. So Paul is not using his mind to tell anybody anything. It is a message he also received. 
how that Christ died. So he received the gospel, he preached the gospel, they believed the gospel, they stand in the gospel, they preach the gospel. The message then don't change. It doesn't get diluted. So there is nobody that is called into deliverance. If you are called into deliverance, you are called into ignorance because there is nothing called deliverance ministry in the New Testament church. Nobody is called into deliverance. You can't find it. In fact, when you are born again, you are delivered. When you are born again, you are delivered. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. And you had he quickened. And you had he quickened. Who were dead who in, were trespasses dead in your trespasses. And sins. And sins. Wherein in time past you walked the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. According to the prince and the power of the air. The spirit thou now worketh in the children the of disobedience. The spirit that now worketh in the spirit of disobedience. Among whom all had our conversation among in time past. Amongst whom were all like this in time past. In the last of our flesh. In the last of our fulfilling flesh. Fulfilling the desires we of the flesh We were fulfilling the desires of the flesh. And were by nature the children of wrath. Even and we as were by others. nature the children of wrath. Even as others. Even as others were. But God, but God, who is rich, who is in, rich mercy, in mercy, for His great for love, His where grace, he loved wherein us, He loved us, even when we were dead, even in sins, when we were dead in sin, had quickened us had together quickened with us. Christ. By grace ye are by saved. By grace ye are saved. And has raised us and up has together. raised us up together. Together. And made us sit together and made in us to places, sit together in the heavenly place in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. That is when you were delivered. You were once for the devil and when Jesus by his grace died for you, he moved you from the camp of the devil to the camp of his marvelous light. That was when deliverance happened. So there is nobody with a deliverance ministry. The gospel is the deliverance ministry. So it is insane for a Christian to go for deliverance. Can I come again? I said it is insane for a Christian to go for deliverance. Delivering you from what? From Christ? Are they casting Christ out of you? Go back. Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 15 mm-hmm. verse 3 Mm-hmm. For I delivered unto you first of all. That he says, which so I, I also delivered received. first of all to you that which I first received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was seen of Cephas then of the twelve. And that he was seen of Cephas then of the twelve. So the message is how Christ what? Died for our sins. Eh? Buried and resurrected. That's what the gospel is. The gospel is his death, burial, and resurrection. Listen very carefully. The first time you encountered the Spirit of God, write it down, is when you heard the gospel. The first time you encountered the Spirit of God. The first time you encountered the Spirit of God was the first time you heard the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. 
Paul says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit. So you accepting Jesus was because the Holy Spirit was released. Read it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So when you confess Jesus as Lord, it is the Holy Ghost that gives you that enablement. So how did you encounter the Holy Ghost when the gospel was what? Preached. You can write this thing down. It takes the Holy Spirit to bring Christ's truth to you. It takes the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost to bring Christ's truth to you. It takes the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, to bring Christ's truth to you. Then when you receive and you say Jesus is Lord, you are born of the Spirit. So the Spirit brings the word, you receive it, and then you are born of the Spirit. So my first encounter with the Holy Spirit, or the Spirit of God, is that information about Jesus. So when you accept the truth of the gospel, you don't just join a religion, you receive the Spirit of God. When I accept the gospel, I don't just join a religion, but I receive the Spirit of God. The day you accept the gospel, that Jesus died for your sins, he rose for your justification. When you believe it, the Bible says in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, with the heart we believe, with the mouth we confess. So when you use your heart to believe and then your mouth confesses it, that's when you get saved. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. Mm-hmm. Now we have received. He says now we have received. Not the spirit of the world. Not the spirit of the world. But the spirit which is of God. But the spirit which is of what? So every born again has received what? You have received what? So if you have received the spirit of God, how can a demon spirit live inside of where the spirit of God is? The Bible says that two masters cannot live in the same place. He says, now we have received, continue. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world. But the spirit which is of God. But the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us He of says, God. when we receive, we might know. We should also know what else has been given to us. And that's the problem of believers. We don't know the things that have been freely given to us. That after you receive the Spirit of God, what else was given to you? Just like the human being has five senses. Taste, sound, smell, hearing, seeing. The same way, when you receive the Spirit of God, you receive nine different abilities. 
all the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Every Christian possesses it. Today, I was teaching a businessman when I was ministering to him. He said, wow, no wonder. He said something happened three months ago in his office. I said, what is it? He said, one of my workers, I saw that she was struggling with a sickness. I could see she couldn't burn. And then she came to my office and said, she's not well. She said, he said, I held his, her hand and I felt it was so cold like a dead person. And then something just told me I should speak over her. This is a businessman who prays little. He says, I just said, you are healed in Jesus' name. He says the next day, the woman was more crooked than the other day. But he was not discouraged. He knew that something, he said something came on him. I said, nothing came on you. Something came out of you. Because out of your belly flows. It is already there. It's because you don't know. He says as the days went by, she was looking worse. But still, there was a witness in his heart that the woman is healed. He said the woman was jumping from one hospital to the other. One day she just looked at him and said, I know you are suffering, but stop wasting your time. Jesus told me you are healed. He says he goes to say that and comes to see in the office. What have I said? Are you a pastor? He says even in his office, they don't even think he goes to church. But he was just failed to say it. He says within exactly a month, the woman is walking straight, strong. The woman comes to his office and says, Boss, thank you for saving my life. He said, Why? He said, That day I came to your office, I knew I was going home to die. But after you prayed. So he said, Pastor, why did it happen? I said, Nothing extraordinary happened. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, we cast out devils, not devil cast out of us. The Bible says you will speak with new tongues. It is unfortunate some churches are teaching people not to speak in tongues. People feel some way when they speak in tongues. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are born into any family, any tribe, any country, there is a language of that country. When you are born of the spirit, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, he says, when I speak in tongues, I speak not unto men, I speak it unto God. Tongues is a spiritual language. It's a language between God and his children. That the mind, the human mind is unfruitful. But when you speak in tongues, the Bible says in spirit, you do it mystery. There are things that you can't communicate with your mind. But your spirit is able to make intercession for you with groanings that cannot be uttered. There is an ability of the child of God. The child of God has ability to know things without somebody telling him. The child of God has ability to see things without prior information. The child of God has ability to discern between spirits to know which person is of God and which is not of God. The spirit of God in the child of God has power to heal the sick, has power to work out miracles. These signs shall follow them. So if you are a believer, you have to find what has been freely given. But we are not finding what has been freely given. We are finding love at here. Spirit husband. Do you know what spirit husband do? Then they are giving you five things that they do. Yet the spirit of God that is inside you, you don't know. In chapter 3, 
of the same first Corinthians. Finish the verse. 2 12, sorry. 2 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Now not to come. Now you have received not the spirit of the world. Not the spirit of the world. But the spirit which but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. We must know. The child of God must know the things that have been given to you freely. The power you possess. How no weapon fashioned against you will prosper. How no tongue that is lifted in judgment will stand. How he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. How you must know Everything that was given to the believer. Chapter 10, chapter 3, verse 16. He says, don't you know? After he told you, there are things that are given freely. He goes to say, don't you know? Know ye not that ye are the temple of don't God? Don't you know you are the temple of God? And that the spirit of God dwelleth in and you? And that the spirit of God does what? So as a believer, I must know. I am the carrier of the spirit of God. I carry God. I don't look for God. How can I be carrying God and be looking for God? How can I be carrying God and going to God's presence? I Don't you know? It looks like I jump fast. Let's go to chapter 2 before we come to chapter 3. Chapter 2, he says in verse 15. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. He calls you what? He says you are spiritual. You don't know that you are now a spirit. After you became born again and you received the spirit of God, you became spiritual. So he calls you what? Spiritual. I am spiritual. Are you with me? The word spiritual means you are of the spirit. You are by the spirit. You are in the spirit. When he says spiritual, you are spiritual. It means that you are of the spirit. You are by the spirit. And you are what? In the spirit. By, of, in. You are spiritual. So go to chapter 3 verse 16 now. He says, don't you know? Talk to me. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? Don't you know you are the temple of God? And that the spirit of God dwelleth in you? And that the spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defile the temple of God, if any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God destroy. Him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. For the temple of God is holy, which you are holy. But when they say that, they say that to accuse people. But this scripture was not an accusation. It was an eye-opener. He didn't say you must be holy. Because you are already holy. The moment you become the temple of God, you become holy. You didn't become the temple of God on your own accord. How can you be holy? Holiness is not an action or a conduct. Holiness is a state of life. If your father gave birth to you, you are your father's child. You don't do something to be your father's child. I am my father's child by what? Birth. So if God is holy 
and he gave back to me, what am I? It's a simple thing. Why are you doing something to be what you are? My father is very tall. That's why I'm very tall. I don't do anything to be like my father. I am him. It's as simple as not a prayer point. So when he says be, he says, I'm reminding you of what you are. He's not talking about conduct. He's conscientizing you of your nature. That's what you are. I wrote this. You can write it down to help you. You are the temple of God because the spirit of God dwells in you. You are the temple of God because the spirit of God dwells inside of you. This is serious. You didn't first become the temple of God before the spirit of God dwelt in you. You didn't first become the temple. When did the spirit of God dwell in you? After I received the gospel. When did I receive the spirit of when did the spirit of God come and dwell in me after I received the gospel? The accepting of the gospel, the spirit of God dwells in me. So now I have a new identity. I am called the temple of God. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you. He said, such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are what? Washed. You are what? So God has washed you. It's not you that washed yourself. But ye are washed. But mm-hmm. ye are sanctified. But ye are what? Sanctified. You have been cleansed. You have been made holy. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. You have been justified. Meaning you have a right standing with God. And all these things are not your activity. It is his activity. Talk to me. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. And what? And by the spirit of our God. And by that spirit that is inside you. So the Holy Spirit lives in you. It sanctifies you. It washes you. It purifies you. It justifies you. That is why God can never be angry with the believer. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Don't you know? Which is in you. Which is in you. Which ye are of God. Which ye are of God. And ye are not your own. You are not what? For so ye- the moment you accepted the gospel, your life is no more your life. So you keeping it sanctified, you keeping it holy, is no more your, your job. Talk to me. For ye are bought with a price. For ye are what? Bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body by knowing what you are. 
and in your spirit which are God's. And in your spirit. So question, how do I glory? People think it's by not doing something. No. The believer must know who he is. Be proud of what Christ has done for you. And walk in that knowledge. My dream, my vision as a pastor, my duty as a prophet is to equip you to prophesy. So I will cross my leg and see you prophesying. Not every day you are coming to me, prof. TV. See, so those days are over. I see a church in my spirit. The ushers, they give you a prophecy even before you enter. I see a church that as they are ushering a sick person from the back, they carry you from the car. Fortunately for you, the first people that are receiving you are anointed ushers. They lay hands on you before you enter. You come into the auditorium already healed. So when you come here, you come and testify. Not waiting for any man of God. Here we don't wait for anybody. He says when you meet together, if anybody has a psalm, if somebody has a hymn, if somebody has a revelation, if there is tongues and interpretation of tongues, let us that's what we do in the house of God. That we prophesy to each other. So nobody is coming to receive. You are rather coming to give. So I'll be teaching you what we do in the Holy Ghost service. And then we practice the Holy Ghost service. So our Holy Ghost services are not Prophet Gilbert ministering to anybody. It's Prophet Gilbert teaching you how to minister. Because anybody can prophesy. Did you hear what we read? That same day, the same day they heard the gospel, the same day they prophesied. Please read it again, near Fampo. Acts chapter 19. How? The same day. You have gone to church till church has gone you. Even these people didn't have knowledge. The only thing they knew was John's baptism. Give me scripture. Acts chapter 19, reading verse 2. Uh-huh. He said unto them, He said unto them, Have you received the Holy have Ghost? Have you since received you the Holy Ghost? Since it's like me, I say you, have you ever prophesied since you became born again? And they said unto him, And they said unto him, We have not so much we have as not heard so whether much there be any Holy Ghost. There be any way, me, pa, me, akwesi, me, me, And hey, he said unto them, Am I prophet? Unto what? Then he said, and then what to what then were you baptized? Because if you were baptized by the Holy Ghost, you should be operating under the Holy Ghost. And they said unto John's baptism. And then they said unto John, he said, no, no, no. Even if it is John, John never preached without mentioning Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Talk to me. Then said Paul. Then said Paul. John verily baptized John with the verily baptism baptized of repentance. John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. Saying unto the people. That people should come to Jesus. That they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. On Christ Jesus. That was John's preaching. When they heard this. He says when they heard this. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were baptized in the name of the please. It is not water baptism. Stop seeing water. Did you see by water? Water baptism is for another day. It's never a requirement of a Christian. When they heard this. Did you see they took them to the river? When they heard this. 
It's the hearing of the gospel that baptizes you in the spirit. What is baptism? Being buried and being resurrected. So when the good news is preached and your heart believes he died, was buried and resurrected, you have been baptized. That's what it means. There's no way. Baptism strictly means water. You can find it. The Bible says Jesus never baptized anybody. Read. When they heard this. When they heard that they should be baptized of the Holy Ghost. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Please. He didn't say they were baptized into water in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were baptized. Because that's where our baptism is. In the name of Jesus is Jesus dying, buried, resurrection. That's baptism. Talk to me. And when Paul had laid his hands so after upon them. They got born again because the one they had, it doesn't make you born again. That's why I'm saying a lot of people think they are born again. They are not. So after they heard the gospel, then they became born again. Then he laid hands on them. And what happened? The Holy Ghost came upon them. The Holy Ghost, the word came upon, is only seen by Luke is using that word. It does not originate. It's not something coming from up. It is something from within coming up. I'll be explaining it. And they speak with tongues and prophesied. And they did what? Speak Those with ignorant tongues. people, after they received knowledge, they spoke in tongues and they did what? Meaning they interpreted their tongues. The same day. You too, you have gone to church, you have usher, you have done everything. You have not even prophesied to anybody. Because some of you even, what, what you even know as prophecy is negative thing. Somebody is going to die. Somebody is sick. Have you gone to fornicate? They prophesied. They spoke by inspiration. Are you ready to prophesy? Your yes is low. Are you ready to prophesy? Yeah. Oh, I can't. I said, are you ready to prophesy? Yeah. Prophecy is simple. Speaking in tongues plus interpretation is prophecy. There's a problem. People, I used to have the same problem. I used to think interpretation of tongues is translation of tongues. There's a difference between translation and interpretation. Translation is if I say, Jesus loves you. Translation. Yes, That's translation. Repeating exactly what is said is translation. Interpretation is summarizing what has been said. So when you speak in tongues, you don't expect that if I say, you are going to say, <laughs> so that's the problem people have been having. They think they must interpret it word for word. No. When you speak in tongues, whilst we are praying in the spirit, as you are speaking in tongues, things come to your mind. Because you are of the spirit in the spirit, that's your prophecy. It's not something I'm imagining. Anything you imagine before, you have thought of it. But in the moment you are praying, sometimes it can be about you, 
Sometimes it can be about somebody you don't know. You don't have to know. Most of the time, if you, you, you remember those my prophetic days, I prophesied to people who came to church first. Do you remember? That if somebody comes to church for the first time, people I don't know. So it's not that I met them anywhere. Some of them have never been here before, most of them. So it's not something you know already. But because you are of the Spirit, the Spirit of God lives in you. God is inside you. He, you are His voice. He's your voice. Do you know when I first started prophetic ministry, they told me I would see a TV, an angel holding the TV, you come and on the TV, and then he'll be showing me things. I waited for this TV. I didn't know what sin I've committed to these angels. Where is my TV? At least if they don't bring me a flat screen, I will manage black and white. For more than eight years, the angels were not bringing anything. 99% of the things I saw, it came to my mind. It's the truth. I just look at somebody then, but it will just come to my mind, you are called Joyce Lee. Just like that. As I believe what I heard, more information comes. So it was not pre-planned. I didn't see anything with my physical eyes. But they, were, they taught me. So I joined the group. We have to make it so you see. So even though I'm hearing it in my mind, I'll tell you, I see. So I've heard that let's say you are Joyce, like I said. Then, instead of saying you are Joyce, I said, I saw an angel writing. J O. Wow! It's all concept. You see, the, Jesus never did anything to show off. The moment you do that, you are showing off. It's no more of the spirit. It's of the flesh. You want people to see you are wild. So you are drawing the attention to you, not to God. But it's supposed to be a ministration. I do it out of compassion. There's somebody that needs prayer. So out of the compassion, I minister, not to show off. The moment the gift turns into showmanship, it ceases to be God's operation. So in these coming days, in fact, even if I'll minister to people, I won't be calling people and calling your names. I've done it for 25 years. I would minister generally. If it is you and you want to come, even if I know it is you, I won't call you out. I don't want to do showmanship again. I want to minister out of compassion and be a blessing to people. And then as I minister, you learn of it and you also do. Paul said, I wish you all prophesied. So you have seen somebody who started prophesying the day they got born again. So you don't have to reach any spiritual thermometer. There's nothing about it for people to have titles. Rise up on your feet. This was a message from Yakal House. We are available anytime for prayer, support, and counseling. Please don't hesitate to call us on 0544-600-600. That's 0544-600-600. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it.